Hello and welcome to Movie Quest, the podcast where each week we review a movie and rank them from best to worst over the course of a series. The last few movies have ranged from Hitchcock's spy thriller North by Northwest all the way to Luke Besson's sci-fi extravaganza The Fifth Element. This week we'll be discussing my choice of film, which is Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy. With me here today, as always, is Johnny and Aaron, and today I am your host, Ant. But before we get to the main event, um, shall we discuss what we've been watching in the last few weeks? Aaron, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I forgot how to podcast. Actually, we were talking about this before we started, but I actually, I can't, I'm sure there's movies that I've watched, but I don't think I've watched any. Aaron, do you actually watch films? <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads of TV shows on yeah, yeah, the podcast. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, oh, you know, right. Been watching the bit, uh, big, the Great British Sewing Bee. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, it's, you know, it's fun. I don't want to sidetrack that, but, but we've been watching like, the, the painting show oh or i've heard that's amazing <laughs> is uh, that the celebrity painting yeah. show which is like similar because we always we used to watch um the great pottery throwdown which is <laughs> the, the same thing but with pottery because my wife's into pottery Sounds way cool. and uh and they stopped doing it now it's not been on for the last few for the last few years you but. should have hope because the sewing bee went and came back again so oh, really they you know they're good though aren't they, they you get into them and they're fun yeah yeah i think I, what the the thing i like the most about it other than like the presenters is like you watch a lot of programs like that and it's there seems to be some some sort of like rivalry but i mean i don't know yeah. about the painting one but definitely in the bake-off the ones that i've seen i haven't really watched that much but um in in the so and everyone helps each other like yeah i when think that's they, like quite quite a common thing isn't it with I'm, a lot of the british ones so good whereas in america everyone's like trying to, trying to stab them in the back and yeah they've got it's a lot like it's like a muffin what would they make like cupcakes or something yeah i don't know um i've been watching sabrina season two. Oh, i didn't know that was a wait sabrina the new sabrina yeah it's like a guilty pleasure it's wait. like it's not i don't think it's good there's a season two that one yeah did, did yeah. it only come out a few months ago like a week or two ago I think. no like the the first season when did that yeah yeah, yeah it came out like uh, late last year yeah All right okay that was quick this 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 season seems to be pretty balls it's pretty balls yeah and and for our older generation of people that that means it's not good yeah it's not good (laughs) i'm not enjoying it aaron's down with the kids (laughs) but what i do want to talk about which is basically like i was saying to johnny before we we started recording that genuinely i'm watching the star trek discovery season two and it is one Mm. of the best things i'm watching at this moment in time the last episode i watched just felt like a film it was mm. shot beautifully it looked beautiful like my heart was just like so in it like i don't want to like spoil anything but some of the things that they're doing like certain origin stories of maybe like the enterprise and certain characters and stuff are just so good because it's obviously with anything nerdy you're playing with fire aren't you really like star star trek star wars mm, yeah you know Downton abbey <laughs> like um essentially like they're not ruining it like they're 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 handling it very well they're even messing with like time and stuff mm. and when people start messing with time you always think you're gonna make a mistake there's gonna be a loophole but everything seems to be pretty solid so far except for maybe like one or two things but i absolutely wholeheartedly recommend it i think one of the problems with like those sorts of like like people treasure them so much that you can be sort of scared to do anything different with them. Mm. It's really cool. Like, they seem to have, like, taken 
a lot of like what was good about Star Trek and then a lot of like influences from like modern day society of like, you know, like equality and there just seems to be quite a diverse cast of like I mean, Star Trek's, all, Star Trek's always had that though, isn't it? That's a big thing about Star Trek is like, like it was always like this sort of utopian future mm. where mm. like, I think in, in that, isn't it like no one gets, there's no, there's not a wage, everyone just, just, just does whatever they want or whatever. Yeah. They? It's like yeah, it's definitely like in some very very much a utopian like diverse, but obviously like they were made of, of an era, so there's going to be reflected yeah, yeah, reflected yeah. in that. But yeah, it's, like it's, you, you always get scared with like TV programs like that. Like they might go like I don't know crazy with whatever, but like this just it just it, it just seems really natural to me. Everything just seems really good. I love all the characters. They had a few issues with season one, but season two has just been absolutely blow your socks off good um and there's only one more thing but i think i will hold back because i feel like we've all messaged each other and talked about this previously and i will wait to talk about that whenever someone brings yeah, it up well which i think it should be you. <clears throat> yeah johnny do you want to you. go next uh yeah sure well i've um been wanting to watch this film for a little while but I didn't have any HD version of it, but Gladiator came on oh, it's Netflix, Netflix yeah, recently. Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I was like... That I, is a good film. I remember loving that film when it was out. Oh, I, I think it was about... I must have been 12 or 13 when it was out mm. originally. And it's quite a long film and it's not as snappy as some other films. Is it, uh, is it a bit... Bit, feel a bit old fashioned now. Now is it sort of dated a little bit? It now? feels a bit like because um, it inspired quite a few similar films. Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, I think it, it 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 does have some interesting cinematography and it's got some um, um, you know uh, good visuals, good fight scenes and stuff. But the sort the story just kind of drags on a little bit. Um, but it was quite an entertaining watch. It's got our friend uh, Wackin. Oh yeah, uh, Wackin, Jackin. Yeah. Wakim, Wakim, Phoenix, Wakim, Wakim. But guys. I, Joaquin I feel like Phoenix. he's the best actor in it. Mm. Uh, I think Russell Crowe doesn't really doesn't really look like a a, a Roman soldier. Uh, he just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't really seem to fit the part. Everyone else around him is absolutely massive, and he's like proper like stout like yeah. guy, and he's just like smashing up all these other people. But there's some like classic moments in it, and yeah, it was an enjoyable watch. Cool. Um, also, well, because I the reason I watched that is I'm watching lots of other like Roman TV shows, so <laughs> Johnny's just getting into Romans, yeah. Like. So, um, what's it called? Uh, it's one about different Roman emperors. Um, so it goes each series is based on a different Roman emperor oh. from their inception to their death. Sounds, um, sounds really again, that's on Netflix. What's it's it called. Uh, I'm just trying to. It's, it'll have just some very generic Roman, uh, <laughs> Roman uh, emperor, Roman Roman emperor's name. Start to finish. Like that. Um, it's not amazing. It's definitely not amazing, but it's kind of interesting just from a history point of view. Is it a Netflix original or is it just on Netflix? Uh, no, it's a Netflix original. They're putting out so much stuff at the moment, aren't they? It's yeah, just it, so much. It there. kind of looks like some of the early Game of Thrones. It's just called Roman Empire. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd say. Is it like, yeah, that's, that's such a generic name. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it looks like series one of Game of Thrones, like right. the scenes and shots and stuff are very similar. And it's mostly acted, but it has like a documentary sort of voiceover over the top of it. I mean, oh, if, right, you're not, okay. if you're not into Roman emperors... Is it? Is it? Is it? So obviously, it doesn't it follow. <laughs> so you say each episode is about a different. No, empire, each, series each series is about oh, like, right. and the, it has its own arc all the way through the series. Like uh, story well, it's yeah. I mean, each emperor seems to have quite a turbulent sort of upbringing in life and stuff. And it's oh, so it actually goes through like the, Is it based around the specifically around the the, the yeah? Um, so it's how they came to. Um, be the ruler uh, being the ruler mm. uh, and their demise of whatever it might be because some some of them are more interesting than others but um, yeah it was quite that sounds good actually it's it's okay I mean it's yeah it's not high quality yeah. but it's I feel like I'm learning something as I'm watching it okay, so, yeah. Fair enough. is it like you know midday TV when you're like doing your housework um, I feel you have to kind of watch it you can't kind of just let it Pass over, yeah. Yeah, pass over. You do need to um, stay focused. But it's focused. not like you can just watch it and just not. It's not too. It's not too like gripping or like like turbulent or whatever. You can just sort yeah. of watch it and just be like, oh yeah, this is. It's this more is nice. more like a drama. It's played out more like a drama, and you can kind of like when you read stuff in the textbook, it's kind of just jumps from fact to fact to yeah. fact. But it kind of helps give a bit of context to why people feel particular ways about the. Characters, which I don't know, just brings history to life. <laughs> Sounds like Great. a good cliche. And then the other thing I've seen uh, is Black Summer, which is what I've told you both to watch because I'm it, quite interested in your. It's the new Netflix special, isn't it? The new zombie Netflix special. Yeah. So I was off this week for a few days. I was unwell, and on the. I think it was a Tuesday, no, the Monday. I was like, right, Johnny said mentioned I should watch this Black Summer, so I'll just sit down, got the afternoon to to watch whatever, and just put it on, and yeah, started it off. And I think it opens quite quite interestingly. Like it's quite a cool premise. I think just like trying to work out what the rules are with the sirens going on mm. and stuff. But do you want to just give it? Do you want to just give a bit of synopsis of what it is? It's it's sort of your basic zombie set up where something's gone on and people are having to escape from it so it's like the early stages of some sort of outbreak and people are sort of running to get to checkpoints to be taken to some sort of safety uh but the the group of people who we first view are not allowed to get to to go off with the uh, the army to safety, so they're left in the. Uh, oh, they're split up from the kid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah, just, just a little, fat, little family with a mum and dad and a kid, and the kid goes off on the on the on the, on the lorry with the with the army guys, and the and the, the 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 parents are stuck there, aren't they? Yeah. So like the the way that the zombies work in this uh, TV show is that if they die by any means, they come back as zombies, and they come back really quick, don't they? Yeah. Like it's almost like pretty much instant. And the, the zombies are like twenty eight days later. Zombies, yeah, like they're not, runners. They're not like Walking Dead, um, slow boys, walkers, or whatever they call. So, so again, like we make quite, quite a few references to games and video games on on uh, this podcast because we're all avid, all avid players of uh, games. But to me, this felt very much like sort of a generic sort of zombie game. 
in very, in very, like, which zombie game though so it felt I've, got, almost I've like, got a zombie game in it, my head it felt like a mixture of uh, sorry apologise to anyone who doesn't come up games it felt like a mixture of like PUBG and like sort of Daisy sort of things uh, mixed with like again like a 28 days later film sort of thing but it, to me it, like it was just felt like a, I, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much it felt like like a weaker Weaker Walking Dead. It just didn't feel yeah. like like I quite I mean, like yeah, I some love of that the... you say weaker Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is pretty no, weak. No, the Walking Dead is pretty. Uh, the first season's not great. It gets good for the first few episodes. Seasons. First two episodes of Walking Dead are really good. Yeah, yeah. and then it and just, then it just but it drops off at the off. end of the first season, but then it gets better for a few seasons, and then it goes goes all the place again. Anyway, but I, I would I would honestly say I prefer I prefer watching that. I think um, what I did like about this show though was how many different characters there were, um, how they didn't seem to... Uh, so far, we've, we've watched a few episodes of it, but how they didn't seem to care too much about killing the characters off um, and how... And it's just the sort of scenarios that you come across, which is quite quite interesting scenarios that they would, would come into. Tell me this. Have you watched the episode which follows the one dude? The one... Just like one no, character I've for like... I've seen that one, yeah. No, that seen. is the... I was sort of with you on this. I was like, oh... Uh, it's like oh they're trying to film at dead edgy and they're trying to do all these like cool interesting things you know like the way it like follows characters yeah. around and it'll like change and you'll see things from people's different perspectives yes. and stuff yeah. I was like oh that's quite interesting but it is just a zombie thing but the episode where it follows the one guy just one dude like is just I, by the end of that episode, I was like, dun, 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 dun. I was actually, I was so in, mm. I was so in it, I think. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of like one of like, like either you or like oh, yeah, Liam yeah. or someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the, the flat vans on as well. Yeah, Just like, like, yeah, this is, this is someone we know. This is like, yeah, this, I think that's why I related to it. I was thinking like, oh, this is how me and my friends would react to this scenario. <laughs> you know, we always talk about being like, we've got to like go to the, like somewhere safe and we've got like a zombie escape route but in actual fact we wouldn't yeah. know what we were doing we'd be terrified like there's a bit where he's just like alone and he just like picks up this book and starts trying to read it and then there's like a noise somewhere and he's like starts freaking out and I was like that's exactly how I would be like that that's, that's... Yeah. for me I I liked some of the scenarios and stuff but it just felt a bit too plain I feel like or maybe maybe it goes somewhere different in a few episodes but in the in the, in the first few episodes I watched it just felt quite similar to like a lot of other zombie films and zombie TV shows and stuff. And I just thought, I sort of wanted a bit, a bit more from it. I thought, you know, I just wanted a bit, something different. I, I feel it's quite different to like The Walking Dead. Walking Dead seems very relational based, whereas this is more scenarios. So it's just like, it's more action and it's more actually about trying to escape the zombies rather than continue humanity, which I'd, you know, it just turns into a soap. The Walking Dead, where I got to got up yeah, to with it. Much. Where there's yeah. like there's like one particular scene. I think maybe I have seen. I think um, it's like the the four of them try and beat two two zombies, and they like fail at it dramatically. Oh yeah, in the diner. Yeah, in the diner. And yeah, that is the episode I watched. That's episode five. Oh, so I have seen that then. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that felt, again, that felt really real. I was like, oh, this is, I guess, like, I just, it feels quite, oh, that's how that would definitely go down, I just, guess. Just tell me, are you going to watch any more of this, though? I'm going to finish it, yeah. You're going to finish it? I'm going to finish how it. How many episodes are there? 
eight. And oh, it gets okay. shorter. So the last took last two or three episodes are like twenty minutes. I I loved walking watching trash though on my lunch break. Like not that this is trash, but it's definitely something, you know, I wouldn't watch Star Trek on my lunch break at work. I would be sat at home. I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones. Um yeah. speaking of Netflix original trash, um I watched a film this week. What do you watch? Uh, it, it's maybe a little bit unfair, but uh, I watched a film called did, The Highwaymen. I was going to say, did you watch Bird Box again? But no, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch Bird Box again. I saw the trailer for this. It looked interesting. I like Woody. It has Woody Harrelson, Harrelson in it. Yes, it does. Uh, so basically, The Highwaymen is Netflix original. It's by the same director, uh, John Lee Hancock, who did... Uh, Saving Mr. Banks, he did The Founder, um, which I reviewed a few weeks ago, um, and The Blind Side. Um, but basically, the the film is about uh, two um, retired Texas Rangers who are tasked with um, coming out of retirement and hunting down Bonnie and Clyde, um, the two like mass murderers in the 30s, I think it is. Mm. Um and basically, it's them driving around trying to find Bonnie and Clyde and hunt them down. It's basically, for me, it's imagine No Country for Old, old Men mm-hmm. without any of the stylistic <laughs> like, <laughs> elements, any of the really cool action scenes, without any of the interesting uh, villains and it being even more slow. It's just not. I just did not enjoy it. Like it was just. I watched. I mean, I I I wanted to finish it because I thought it'd be. You know, I want. I want to finish this film. And and there were some bits that were enjoyable. Like, like like it's enjoyable when you when you watch any sort of period setting film where you can see. Oh, this is interesting. They've recreated all these old sets and all the fashion and stuff. Mm. But like, it just wasn't very good. Like basically, the most interesting part of the film was Bonnie and Clyde. But you didn't ever. You don't really see enough of them. For it to you know, for it to feel like a, either anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go into it too much because I don't want it, to. It's just not. I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, it has uh, Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner in it. I just say um, Kevin Costner on this picture looks like he's morphing into Bruce Willis. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he look. That's so weird. If and anyway, like a younger Bruce Willis than Bruce Willis actually is. <laughs> Isn't Kevin Costner like older than Bruce Willis? I think so. Yeah. But Maybe yeah, it's just very much like old guys lumbering around. There's a few, there's a few comedy moments, and Woody Harrelson, you know, he's always like he's watchable on TV. You know, <laughs> he's he's easy on the eyes. It did, it, it, some parts it did feel a little bit like uh, True Detective, just because of the, the sort of like I was... how the heat, the, it was really hot and like and like we all like those sort of old country roads and like it's Woody Harrelson like reminiscing about like. You know, Being a cop. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it just didn't have any of the sort of fun style or any... It just had nothing to it. Really. I mean, it was just really, really bland. When I, you, I wonder if, like, because Netflix are trying to keep up, like, produce so much content that they're just rushing stuff through. I, I think... Well, a lot of the time, I think these get movies get made and then they, they get sold to Netflix because they know they'll do they'll get more money out of them but from mm. Netflix than actually putting them on the, at the cinema. Mm. Um but I mean, yeah, I just would not recommend it. Uh, I was also a second movie, and I don't want to talk about movies I don't like. But I'm going to talk about it anyway because I watched some of it. 
Uh, <laughs> watched it with Mel. So it's Mel's choice of film. We take it in turns to choose our films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she chose... We don't in my house. Uh, ...the film Jackie. Jackie? With, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie yeah. Portman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing... Um, the uh, Damn, JFK's it. wife, Jackie. Oh uh, yeah. After his assassination, um, and basically the film is basically it's set just after the assassination. It's framed with like an interview with she's having an interview with this journalist, and she's talking about her husband and about how what happened after the death and stuff. And again, this is really bad because I should probably I should watch these films through. But we watched about forty minutes of it, and it was the most. It was the dullest film. This is this was duller than Hyman, but it was so dull. Nothing was happening. It was really boring. Again, I'm just going to say, don't bother. It's not worth your time. Oh, like, I thought. I thought it reviewed got, really well. Yeah, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought it got reviewed quite well. well. Yeah, I like, thought it won some stuff actually. Yeah, I'm pretty she, sure she, she won something. She she plays her quite well in terms of like she nails her accent and stuff. And like some of the stuff, some of the scenes are quite well filmed, I suppose. But it was just really boring. Like we just both were just like, why, why are we watching this? Let's just turn it off. Do you know actually? But this is something for the the you know the two people that listen to this, three, four maybe. Yeah. Um, our significant others and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Aunt tends to like have polarized opinions about stuff is I, I think I've used polarized wrong but like for example we'll all like a film and you'll come out and you'll be like nope not yeah. into that like there's a film I remember watching a film called Into Into the Into the Wild what <laughs> Into the Wild yes Into yes. the Wild yeah and like we all watched it and we were like wow that was so good really enjoyed that and you were like what no that was terrible and you know it's funny I've watched that again like a few years ago and, and yeah, I quite yeah. enjoyed it so maybe you need to rewatch Jackie no I don't I do not need to rewatch <laughs> that film no thank you or, uh, the thing is I love I love films I love period films like really love anything with period setting I love usually quite enjoy like pol- political films and stuff like I find that really interesting but this I don't know what it was it was nominated just... for three Oscars <laughs> yeah it <Three. laughs> was awful yeah. so yeah I would just, I, I'm just not going to recommend that to anyone to watch just not don't bother Save yourself. Well, Ant said that, but um, the internet said different. I, I mean, I, I challenge you guys to watch it. <laughs> see if you can watch oh, it. All you way know, through. it's just not something that come back and like fight you on it. <laughs> Do it. Go for it. Oh, please. yeah, let's review it. Let's review. It. No, no, I'm not I'm, reviewing I'm, it. I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm uh, it's not something that I think. I mean, I, I, I would maybe if someone suggested, hey, do you want to watch this for a movie night? I might, but. For a movie night, oh, let's all come around and watch Jackie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. For, like, all three extended like, editions of the Lord of the Rings. I've got planned. Yeah, I think like, well, if well, IMDb is giving it a six point seven, and if we're using an IMDb score, then I don't know. That's the the voice of the the average uh, average Joe, I guess. Right, right. This is going to be the test. Desert Island, you have to take either Bird Box Bird or Jackie. <laughs> Bird Box is way, no. a much better film. Oh, we can't review it then because I want it to stay bottom. So. <laughs> right, on that note, shall we uh, shall we crack on with the main event? Yeah, uh, the Joker, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Joker. No, I, mean, no, I did want to talk about that, actually. Well, we, we'll talk, we can talk about it. We, I mean, it's not really something that we've... Uh, 
that's something we've all watched, but uh, it, it did inspire this film choice. Was the the, the, tra- the new trailer for the Joker came out? Yeah, which uh, has got uh, Jackie and Phoenix in it. Oh man, Joaquin. obviously. <laughs> But Joaquin it's spelled Phoenix. with a J. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, Joaquin. Yeah, but Johan is spelled with a J, but you don't say Johan. I would. What What did we all make of it? I know it's only a few minutes, but... Uh, the, the trailer? Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. Mm. It looks so good. I'm I quite excited for it. to go to Joker Town. There's, there's not been a, f- a film trailer where I've been like, yeah, let's try and like arrange to go like with everyone and... Like book tickets and stuff. Yeah, even the Star Wars trailer, I wasn't that bothered. I haven't even bothered watching that. I'm really excited because I feel like you're gonna have to watch. You said right, so and quote quote unquote, I'm never watching a Star Wars film again. Was what <laughs> happened after and watched the Last Jedi. They ruined but it. But we are absolutely gonna have to talk about it on this uh, podcast, and you'll have to go see this film. And I think it's gonna be yeah, good. Right, shall we discuss the, the main reason why we're here tonight, which is uh, the film I chose, which was The King of Comedy. Uh, we'll be discussing the film as a whole, so if you haven't seen it yet and don't want to know what happens, you should really pause the podcast, go watch it first, and then come back. So I'll I'll just let, set the scene for you and give you a bit of a synopsis of what happens in the film. So the film opens up with celebrity Jerry Langford, played by Jerry Lewis, trying to leave a TV studio as he's being hounded by crazed fans. Our main character, Rupert Pupkin, played by Robert De Niro, manages to help him get into his limo and seems to be fairly normal at first, but it seems it becomes apparent that he has other motives. Rupert is an aspiring comedian slash celebrity stalker and manages to get Jerry to agree to listen to a tape of his comedic stylings. As the film progresses, we see that Rupert Pupkin is a failure in life, but a celebrity in his own mind. He hosts imaginary talk shows in his mother's basement and is convinced that if he could only get Jerry to listen to his, his comedy and give him a shot on his show... He would be an overnight success. But Jerry isn't interested in his comedy, so Rupert ends up taking things to an extreme. So yeah, so like this film came out in 1982. It was uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, it was written by Paul Zimmerman, who I, I looked him up to see what else he'd written. Uh, his only notable film was this film. Um, he was more a film critic for Newsweek magazine, uh, but he won the best... He won a BAFTA for this for the writing for this film when it came out the budget for the film was 20 million dollars but it only made two and a half million in the box office which obviously <laughs> no a way bit of a flop uh, it did not review well at the time either really it, yeah it was not it didn't really review well but it, since then it's become a bit of a cult classic um, and the other films that came out in that year so these are the things that we're going up against you'll see probably the reason why it didn't do too great The Thing oh okay absolutely yeah. amazing film uh, Blade Runner Okay. No, e- that also tanked the when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, well. I mean, that was like the most notable thing. Uh, E.T. came out. Ah, uh, yes. Poltergeist. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Rocky Three. What year? That's insane. Yeah. That is insanely good for film. I, uh, I also have a, a bit, a little bit of trivia. Just so I discovered. It wasn't on the, it wasn't on the uh, trivia list <laughs> for the film, but I did a bit of research and there's a, there's a, there is a, uh, an actor in this film that has been in a film that we that we've already reviewed in our podcast, and this is um, you know Jerry Langford's butler in the film in the in the scene with the summer yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name is um, Kim Shan. Oh, and he is yes. also yeah, he was in the Fifth yeah. Element. He yeah, played yeah. the guy selling the Thai food. That is oh right, oh, nice. 
And that was a big reaction. For just yeah. <laughs> and before we get to film, I just thought I, I was reading about this guy, and I just wanted to I just wanted to read this to you guys. I thought it was interesting. So this is a really really weird tenuous trivia link, but either way, um, Kim Cham. He was born in China, and he's uh, he, he, he's him and his family fled China in 1928 with his father. He settled in uh, New York. Uh, Kim left his family after his father caught him lying about an afternoon spent at the cinema. He had to flee. He had to flee his his family from it. He f- faced with the ultimatum, Kim left for years as a day labourer, occasionally homeless, frequently sleeping on vermin-infested ironing boards. Yet when he was not labouring in laundries and restaurants, Kim Chan sought work as an actor in film, TV, and theatre. Many roles were small, often reflecting racial stereotypes. Casting as a uh, Japanese soldier was common in the 1940s, but Chan's big break came in uh, 1982 with his comedic turn as Jono, the butler for the late-night talk show host Jerry Langford in The King of Comedy. Since then, he appeared in numerous roles, seemingly never wanting for work. So that this this film launched his, his career, which I thought was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, he's been in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon, <laughs> um, as, as Uncle Benny. He was in a bunch of, um, bunch of films of that sort of era. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, and he died in 2008, I think it was. Oh, yeah, he died sad. in 2008, but his last film was 2007, so... I know, working all the way through. That's but yeah, I just thought it was a nice little link there from the last film we what reviewed. A lad. What a lad. So, we'll start off with the characters. So, I just wondered, how would you how would you guys describe Rupert Pupkin? He's, he's got a dead good name, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> really? It is a brilliant name. If Rupert someone was going to be Pupkin. famous, that would be the name that you would have. It kind of sums him up, though, as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. really sort of weak name, but like, I don't know. Like It's just sort of a bit of a bumbling name, I think. But Rupert Pupkin. And no one ever gets it quite right. No. Like, you always keep... Keep calling the wrong. Do you, like, do you want like an overview of like how you, just at the start of the film? Well, just in general, what's what you think about him as a character? I, uh, I think I guess because yeah. overall, like as the film goes, you sort you sort of learn more and more about him. Mm. And he, I, for me, anyway, when I first watched it, my opinion of him changed quite a bit. As was, cause at, you know, at first he seems like he's just like earnestly trying to be a comedian, and then towards as it gets further and further, you realize this isn't. Like he's not really trying to be a comedian. He's just like, it's a bit of an odd, odd. Yeah. Guy. Well, they, I mean, they say it. They say it pretty early on. Like, I think it's in the first part of the film, and it gets re- reiterated like throughout the film, where like basically they're like, oh yeah, you should do the circuit. Like, start from mm. the bottom, work your way up. And clearly, like he thinks he's funny, and clearly he thinks he should go from zero to a hundred straight away. So he's a he's a bit he's a bit he's he's kind of like a, a stereotypical person who's trying to fake it till he makes it like yeah like what you said like I want to start on TV I don't want to start in a dingy club he doesn't even know if he has like done that at all like he's done it in his bedroom and stuff where he's set up his own yeah. TV studio mm-hmm. and like you know he he presents and his and his mother's like shouting to him so he's still obviously living with his mom <laughs> living with his mum and he seems yeah. quite old as well it must be like he, in his he says he's in his 30s isn't he yeah, and he's yeah. Th- he looks like late later 30s um, so you know to get up to that point just seems bizarre I mean it goes into it later on in the film why he's got to that point but 
it's he's just a bit of a weird. Do, do you weird not guy. He's he, from the first from the first bit. Like he seems really smart. He's an intelligent human being. I would say he seemed very out. Like I thought he was quite intelligent. Yeah, in in a way, I think yeah. Like psychotic intelligent. Yes, I think he's he's intelligent in some ways, but like. Obviously, he just has no he has no common sense in terms of like interpersonal skills and stuff. He has no common sense or knows what when someone's trying to make a point to him, he just doesn't get it a lot of the time. And like, yeah, uh, it's, I think it's not that he doesn't get it. I think it's that he doesn't want to. Oh, like, he, he, just, doesn't, he just doesn't care. He yeah, just wants he's to just get, like, he's, he's, he's about how, how, I hear your point, but it does. It's irrelevant. It doesn't get me to where I want to go. So I kind of wonder, like, if because this whole film is about him wanting to be a comedian and get on this particular talk show, whether before this film happened or in the story of this film, like he's had something else on his mind where he's wanted to be like, I really want to be like a, a, a news host or something. And he's like hounded like a news host or something. Well they, or... well, they make mention at one point where him, he's talking to uh, Marsha about some other celebrity that he was talking at one point. Um, so it's not just, Jerry Langford, it's like mm. he's obviously been stalking other people. Yeah. So to me, to me, I so it's interesting you guys say that he wants to be a comedian. I, I, I think, I don't think he wants to be a comedian. Honestly, I think he just wants to be famous. Like that. That's. I, I think he he does he doesn't really care that much about being a comedian. Otherwise, he would be in the clubs working mm. and trying out jokes and stuff. He just wants to get on TV. And that 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 that's how I sort of saw it, but. One question I did have was, uh, did you guys have any prior knowledge of this film? Because obviously, it's a Martin Scorsese film. It's got Robert De Niro in it. Like, you know, it should be a film everyone's heard of. I mean, a lot of people have heard of, but I'd never heard of it really before seeing it. I'd I'd not heard of it until you mentioned it. And um, I didn't know what it was about, what, what style of film it was. So watching it, the first... Sort of ten or fifteen minutes. I was like, "What on earth is this? On. Like, how do <laughs> I take this? Like, what is this a comedy? Is this like a stalk film? Is this going to be like Bodyguard or what is it?" And it wasn't until like thirty minutes in, I was just like, "Oh right, it clicked," and then I started to enjoy it a bit. But the first ten fifteen minutes, I didn't like it. I was like, just struggled to figure out what it was trying to do or sort say. of a separate point on that but i wonder if like because obviously these days we try and why i usually try and avoid like a trailer for films um because i I don't want to be spoiled by what's going to happen in the film whatever but sometimes i wonder if you need to be able to have know something about the movie just to it sort of frames it in your mind about what what to expect almost a little bit so if you would have known if you watched the trailer for this it would i think it says in the trailer that it's a dark comedy yeah um yeah, and you then then you going in, you'd be able to sort of like you would have been able to, you know, you know a little bit more what to expect, and maybe you could you could just get into it a bit easier. Whereas it took a while for you to get into it. I, I don't know though, because like one of my probably probably one of the best cinema experiences, if not my favorite experience, was like going to see Drive, not having a clue mm. what it, I was going to watch. I was just going to watch this film that. I don't even know why I went to see it, but I was like, I, genuinely, my mind was blown, and I, I like yeah, that's true. In this film, like I'd I'd watched it years and years and years and years ago. Oh, so you had watched it before? Then. Yeah, like 
I don't know, long, long, long time ago, but it was by accident. I like, I wasn't concentrating on the fact that it was, I was like, whilst I was watching it again, I was like, oh, I have seen this. Mm. I have seen this. Um, but I, I get what you're saying though. Like yeah. I get that it's like, you, you, it might, especially a film like this, mm. it might be better to know what you're going in for. Otherwise, if you yeah. don't know, you probably would not enjoy it. Or you, you, yeah, if you're not into that sort of film, you could avoid I, it completely. I feel like you wouldn't enjoy it until you got the hook and then you're just like, I've missed the first half of it because I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm not enjoying this. And now I get it. I wish I had known that from the beginning Right. Okay. in some ways. But like, I I still kind of, it, it didn't detract from my experience, but I can imagine it could detract from other people's like, who you know who's gone to see it in the day maybe i I think i find like i find that a lot of the all of the characters made me feel quite uncomfortable yes Mm. all the way through yeah pretty much i I was thinking about this not not there's not many of them if any that are likable no not really except for the police chief at the end who's like oh yeah yeah (laughs) but that like jerry is sort of just he's just sort of like He's sad. Yeah, he goes back to his empty apartment and stuff, and and he's also like, he's getting like, obviously, uh, followed and stalked by those people. He can't walk around without anyone, everyone noticing him. You know, he has that scene at the uh, at the, at the phone box. He's, walk, he's walking down the street, oh, yeah, and the, the old, lady. old lady asks him to talk to a, a, a grandson on the phone because he's in the hospital ill. And he, he write he signs a he signs him for it, and then he t- he says, "Oh, I've got, I've got to go. I've got to, I've got to run on somewhere else." And she and she's been really nice and pleasant with him. And then she and then she just says, um, I think she just says, "Oh, shame on you! You should get cancer." And you're yeah, just like, yeah. "What?" But apparently that was a that, that's the true thing that happened to to Jerry Lewis, the, the actor who, or the comedian who played him. That's actually he was walking around, walking through um, Las Vegas, and that and that happened to him. She's just crazy. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the characters, like most of them aren't particularly that likable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It maybe just Rita. Who's the who plays um, the girl that um, that Rupert sort of? Oh, he's yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. from the bar. But, but mostly, you just feel sorry for her. Yeah, that's because yeah. yeah, I feel so bad. Yeah. I feel like she was like pressured into like yeah, totally. Yeah, but like, you always you feel like you have a friend who is like that. Yeah, and like yeah, there's, yeah. there's like somebody who's come into our lives at different points who is like a a, a pumpkin. Uh, put up uh, type character, yeah. and he'll say, and you he'll tell you like these stories, and you'll go along with it, and then you'll get to this place, and you're just like, ah, this isn't really. Yeah. You've sold me something here, and this <laughs> and, isn't and what I were making a podcast yeah. with that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you've sold me a lie, and now we're now we're here, and it's like nothing's here. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. weird because then she like invited him up, like for like she invited him up for coffee though. Yeah, but I think that's probably just like I don't know. If you think about it at that point, she he he talks a really good talk at that point. Like before she knew, he had all these celebrity signatures. Mm-hmm. He's in. This is when they go on the date, isn't it? Yeah. And and I, I think she's a little bit unsure whether or not to be impressed, either impressed or just or just like th- thinks he's full of BS. Like it's sort of, she's not. I don't think she's quite sure. So like. And he's so confident in what he's say, tell, mm-hmm. tell, what he's saying to her. That's why that she sort really of smart. she sort of believes it a little bit, I think. Yeah. And you know, she just you know invites him up to have a coffee, but he's like, "Oh no, no, I'm I'm fine." Um, yeah. So, in terms of like 
some of the scenes that are in the film. Like for me, there's quite a few standout ones. But which stood out for your favourite, or or maybe the the most awkward? Because there's so many awkward scenes in this in this film. Uh, I I quite like the one where he goes um, with uh, is it is it Rita the girl Rita, from the yeah. bar to the uh, to the house on the weekend? Yeah. That is to me the most uncomfortable <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> set of scenes I've ever seen in a film. Pretty much because even like booking uh, like. It's like saying, "Oh, don't go upstairs." I don't think you're like, yeah, like, like, yeah. like when he's when he's starting to get flustered. Yeah. He's just like, "Oh no, this is really bad." Like well, what I was trying to figure out at the, time, the first time I watched it was because obviously the film the film is uh, is is it's from the perspective of Rupert, but so like, quite often it'll cut from a real life situation to a sort of his, his imagination, his fantasy mm. oh, yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, when I first watched it, I wasn't quite sure what was real and what wasn't real. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's some points which are so slapstick and obviously not real. And at the, the point where he's going to the summer house, I was thinking, has he been invited? I mean, he's so sure. But obviously, <laughs> he's not been invited. So what's, what's he, what does he think is going to happen when he turns up here? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, but he must have... He, I mean, he, he's psychotic. Like, he, he, convinced, yes. he must have convinced mm. himself. Because when he says, like, to Jerry, he's like, Where's it? where is everyone, Jerry? And you're just like, What? <laughs> What are you on about? He's like completely made it up in his own head and he's he thinks it's real. Yeah. But do you not... Sorry, go on. I was like, I really like Jerry in that scene because like he's taking it and <laughs> I really... And like as a viewer, you're almost like, maybe he's going to give him a chance because he's, <laughs> he's like... He's yeah. like Putting on such a good spiel and like he's really trying yeah, hard. he's like selling it to him. It's just like, oh, come on, just give me a chance, give me a chance. And then like Jerry's just like, itching his face and he's sort of scrunching it up and then he kind of sort of nods and then he scrunches up again and he's just like get out of my yeah. <laughs> Um I really I don't know why it tickled me but I like laughed for a while about it do you know when he first goes to the secretary oh yeah um, bit, and then in like the, in the reception of his building yeah 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 the rece- yeah thanks the reception yeah and then like she's t- the secretary tells him to like sit down and he just like, looks up at the wall Oh yeah, and, and then actually, yeah, actually she's looking and up and like, "What's up. going on up there?" And she's like, "Is that cork?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> was "Like that is so like, it's just mental." But then it was like, "Is is?" But this is where this is when I started to think, "Is this all a joke?" Is he saying this because it's like, is it's like what is he oh, some sort of like Andy Kaufman esque sort yeah, of like? Can I if I stare at this? can I get her okay. to stare at this? So is, is, is he in on the joke sort of thing? Yeah. yeah, and it's like when he goes to the house, um, the summer house, like, is that the joke? Is the joke that he can get on TV? I I honest, I think that's a really interesting in, uh, in, interpretation of that, mm. but I really don't think... I, I think he's literally just uh, a psychotic bloke. I don't uh, think. Yeah, I, no, I think there has to be, like, an air of, like, to be that grandiose in, like, your your comedy i just think that's like that's his level like yeah. he's sort of like he he's not in reality but he's in reality but like i think he's always playing he's playing the joke for, for me what i found was fascinating was how a character going to a reception of a building and just talking to the reception staff and then talking to jerry langford's uh assistant yeah, yeah yeah and just the back and forth and there's nothing really happening it's just he's just going there and wants to be go there for a meeting and she just won't let him in and how he's and then at the point where she says well if you come back on Monday 
uh, or t- maybe maybe tomorrow or Monday, we'll we'll let, we'll let you know. And he goes, I think I'll st- I think I'll just sit here. And he says, well, you're just wasting time. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I- I- I'm happy to do it. And you just like, it's just so much like it's so passive aggressive, but yeah. also like. Yeah, it, it's it's so awkward at the same time, but it, yeah, he 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 just is adamant that he will see Jerry. I, I love the scene where he's running around the offices looking for Jerry. <laughs> as well. Oh yeah, and the way yeah, it's yeah, shot yeah. is so like yeah. funnily shot as it's well. So good. We just seen like him running past the corridor <laughs> yeah. and him running past the yeah, way through the doorway. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just really simple, but yeah. it's I kind of just thought that was great. Uh, there was another scene which was a bit further on, which was like. Um, where he's having like um, one of his daydreams where he's having dinner with Jerry. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Jerry's like saying, oh, I need a break. I really need a break. <laughs> I was like, can you not just cover the show for me for six, <laughs> six weeks? weeks? And then and then Rupert's like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I'll have to like think about it. And, and, like, and then the woman <laughs> comes over to get his autograph. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, you know, when the dude, like the caricature drawer, like... Oh, but Rupert or uh, Jerry, you're bigger than me. You yeah. shouldn't be bigger than me. It's like this little like little dig at like oh, you're more famous. <laughs> yeah. another, so good. Another scene that I loved, um, which was really an odd thing, I never, I never seen done before in a film really, was um, on Rupert and Rita's uh, date where they go to the restaurant, and she's sat and he's showing her the the signatures. I don't know if you, yeah. I'm assuming you guys saw this, yeah. but in the background, oh, that guy, the guy sat in the background and he's like mimicking what. He's taking a, taking a mick out of what Rupert's doing with his hands and stuff. And it's just like, I've never seen that in a film before. Where there's, it, They never pay it off. They never, like, go to that character or, or whatever. It's just a guy in the background doing these, like, just doing these, like, imitation yeah. impressions. I was of, certain he was going to come in yeah. and be a, a, a part of the scene, but then he leaves and goes. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's just, like, really odd thing to have in a film. But I, the guy, the guy in that, uh, in the background... Apparently, in the uh, he was in a bigger part of the film. So, oh, I mean, not, not a huge part of them, but apparently, in, in one of the in one of the other scenes they did, is she stands up and goes up to talk to him, mm. and then like they go off and chat for a bit together, and Rupert just sat there waiting while they're like having like basically just like catching up or whatever, um, and like he's like chatting Rita up or whatever, but they decided to cut it because they didn't have the time or obviously. They did. To, to have all in the film but that guy is also in uh, Goodfellas he's um, uh, one of the main characters in Goodfellas as well but he's just a friend of Martin Scorsese's nice. in the background so another, another scene which is um, which is Rupert and Marsha kidnapping Jerry um, we haven't really talked about Marsha much what do you guys think I, of her? I think she's really scary yeah like because in the opening credits uh, yeah. it's because she gets in the car and uh, goes at Jerry and she's going absolutely sick inside mm. the car. It's like a cat in a bag. It's, <laughs> it's going absolutely yeah. mental. And then when it comes to the to the credits, it's just like her hands on the oh, window yeah, yeah. for ages. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't, so doesn't change. Though. I didn't think it was good. I, I read... I read... <laughs> really? Because oh, okay. it was just like that and I was yeah, just like, so oh my good. days, what is this doing? Like, So I was reading online, I read a, someone's interpretation of that was that the window is supposed to represent the television screen and that she's mm. desperately trying to get into the television screen. But Rupert's on the other side because he's he's friends with Jerry now or whatever. So that that so that so sort of like that whole uh, minute or whatever of the credits of that, that on that 
that single screen was like, yeah, that's what that's supposed to represent. I mean, maybe mm. it does, maybe it doesn't, but I thought it was quite an interesting take on that. But she looks very sad, like... She's got an interesting look, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks kind of worn, but she's quite a wealthy character. Mm, yeah, yeah her height's just like massive. Mm. I love that bit where like, he's just like tied up in tape. And, yeah. yeah, and then he's like so much tape on. Just, it just stops. Like, it's just almost like Jerry's just like, just remove the tape. So yeah, apparently a lot. Of, I mean, quite a few films, uh, quite a few scenes in this film were mostly improvised. So the summer house, ah, that's so cool. Summer house scenes, they were all improvised. They sort of knew generally what they were going to do, but like you know how um, the butler guy couldn't open the door. Apparently that was all that just oh, happened, and he couldn't so he couldn't open the door, and then Jerry like gets upset with him or whatever. Um, but yeah, again, it, the the abduction scene where he's tied up on the chair. Apparently, Jerry Lewis didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he was just that's like so he was just tied up, and then she would just do whatever she wanted with him. Oh, that's so, so she good. was just making it up on the spot, and you can tell because like it's very rambling of a crazy. Oh person. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. His reactions are very like okay. I felt, quite, I felt like it, I've met people like that who are just you know like sort of that mania who are like. Who are a bit like um, manic or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I remember that it's, me, me and Aaron, grew, uh, we went to university. We um, we, we lived in the same uh, student halls. And I remember remember the guy who lived in the, the forest for a few days. Oh, my god! I don't know what his name was. I am so thankful that you've brought that memory back to my life. Do you remember that? He came into our house <laughs> and was sick. asking us if he could... He lives in the woods. He was an ex-student. He lived in the woods and he was asking if he could come and use our shower... Yeah, and we were just like, uh, mm. sure. He was yeah. like, he was like selling drugs or something to like live or something. Yeah, it oh was a gosh. very odd guy, but he it, it reminded me of him, like that sort of manic sort of just like going from one, one like line of dialogue, you know, talking about one thing and then moving to another and moving to another, and it was just like, it thought it was, she played it really well. She was, yeah, yeah, she was class. I thought she was really good. I, she was, a really good I was listening to some interviews with her, and she was saying that she thought because that was like one of her first big breaks into the into acting and stuff that because she was so sort of crazy and like, <laughs> that, that sort of ruined her for a lot of other filmmakers yeah. that they didn't want yeah. to, because they didn't they were sort of scared of her because she's such a like a sort of like you know big sort of character on screen mm, big um, hair but yeah that, I, I mean that that the whole kidnapping scene I, I quite enjoyed it was a bit slapsticky but like again how he like jumped out the car to to hold him up with a gun and drop drops the gun on the floor <laughs> yeah. and to run around the car and pick oh, it up. One of the sort of weird, well, not weird things, but unusual things about the film is that it's like a PG. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I kind of feel oh, like it, sh- it should be a, f- a 12 or a 15, but there's nothing really that pushes it into that no, bracket. Because really. like, there's nothing it's particularly... It's awkward a lot of the time and yeah. unnerving. But I mean, some not... of it's dark, but it's only dark if you really kind of well on it and I think mm. you need to have a bit more of an adultish you, brain to kind of yeah I think, think it, would, it would go past a lot of do, yeah kids. do you remember the scene where he has the fake crowd oh, yeah. and then he does the lines like he's doing his comedy yeah, line it but it backs out yeah it stops and they're like laughing I mean I thought <laughs> it was a really good scene but that is like it's just re- it's really dark yeah, it's a dark, really yeah. heavy thing for like yeah. a PG like film like yeah. that's that was for me I was like when that happened, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the Joker link, you know? Like yes. this is the this is the the heaviness that I expect." You can see yeah. what the the guys who are making that new Joker film. You can tell that they've like watched this and thought this would be a good sort of 
jumping yeah, off point for yeah. making something a bit darker and a bit more villainous with mm. the Joker. Um, so just talking about the themes of the of the film, mm-hmm. what do you guys think the film is ultimately trying to say? Because I think for me, I think it, when this film came out, it was fairly probably quite impactful. But I think now as media has moved on and the, the cult of celebrities got even more strong, to me this this like is even more impactful. Do you think it's more time. relevant now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um Yeah, but I think I think people people are still as obsessed with fame as Rupert was, I think like nine. Mm. Um but I think back in the day you just had to go about it a different way. Like mm. very, like you had to go sit outside and yeah. wait for the celebrities. And because, like, I think back back then there was only a few routes to get on to, to be to become well known, weren't there? Yeah. Whereas now, like, YouTube. you can be famous just on on Instagram or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I might not have a clue who you are, but you might have like twenty million followers on Instagram or something, just because you're big in that that sort of area. Yeah, you're really good at. It's it. almost like I feel like this film's trying to say that, like, in Rupert's head that persistence equals celebrity <laughs> but it's it should really be talent equals celebrity yes whereas he's pretty much talent i think he's pretty much yeah but talentless. that's but the thing that, yeah no but it's, it's a commentary on life though isn't it because like that isn't the case it is who you know like you could be like princess good right at, like making music but if you're not in the right place at the right time you don't have someone that you know you're not going to make it you know, like for example, um, the 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 butler, right place, right time, and yeah. then career just boom. But the like pop, the thing with this film is like, I, the whole way through it, I really wanted him to, I wanted him just to be like to actually go work, try stand up at a club, and then you know do the do everything he needs to do to actually get the talent, and then actually do it the proper way, yeah. do it the right way. Like when he goes to the reception and uh, and the secretary. And, and and sorry, the assistant of Jerry uh, Langford saying, you know, go work some clubs, come back when you've done that and we'll be interested. And because she seems, I mean, I actually think when she said his, some of his jokes are all right, I think that's probably true. I think they probably thought, oh yeah, because he, he must, I wonder if he just practices a lot in his basement or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really felt for him, like I really wanted him, I really like, no, don't, I know what happened. Like, and also in the second time I watched the film, I was it's that whole situation where you know what's happening in the film because you've already watched it, but you also like no, just just do make a different decision, <laughs> do something different. And I really, I actually really wanted him to, you know, try and be a comedian, but I don't think he ever was going to. I think he just wanted to, yeah, cheat his way to just to get to become to be a celebrity. He just wanted mm. to get famous. But do you not do you not think as well like you know he does his, his actual stand up. And you hear all the jokes, but actually it's just him telling actual stories about his life and it's really sad. Yeah. And it's like But, but do you not think that's the thing? Like that's that's like but the thing his is, life that, is actually not great. That's most com- comedians, I think, a lot of the time. Like most <laughs> comedians true. have terrible childhoods usually. I mean there's some that don't, but a lot of them do. And then they, they that's the reason why they become comedians, because they like sort of they they figure out a way other other ways of making people laugh or like 
and cha- t- turning their horrible like childhoods into interesting stories or whatever. Not, not every. But it wasn't like a stand-up show, really. Like the first first few lines of it was like 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 jokes and stuff, and then it kind of just went into his dialogue about his life and stuff. And it was kind of like it's gone from being like, oh, this is funny, and then it's gone to like, yeah, a dark place. I think part of it is that me. I mean, it's hard to say, but maybe some of the comedy was funnier back in the early eighties. Like maybe just the, the the joke sort of stuff doesn't land as well now. But like, I would say, if you, I think in the right context, if you got up and said that on a comedy stage, I think people probably would laugh. Like I think it's like. They, they they want to laugh with you, so like I don't think they would they wouldn't laugh. I just don't think it's yeah. But it's like being abused by his dad. It's like it's not that funny, is it? I mean, yeah, it can be funny in certain contexts. Yeah, there's there's comedians that have done done I, said way worse things. I I I, I think he's going through like some sort of breakdown on the stage in some ways. Oh, I I, I agree. I, I mean, agree. there's also that scene if you remember where he's getting married to Rita on on the um, on air on, on, on air on a TV show, which yeah, obviously is yeah. fake. <laughs> And um, and he, his high school principal comes up and he's doing the vows. And the, they're not vows, they're just like, it's just him apologising to Rupert about like how they were all wrong about him and how he actually he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy and all this. So, like, I think a lot of the film is just basically him wanting to get validation of, you know, from, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. other people. I'm actually really good and, but, like, you're all wrong. But still wanting validation from your high school principal when you're in your late oh, 30s yeah. it's not, is, it's not uh, is, is <laughs> no, you know, an issue isn't it so, yeah definitely don't we all feel like that I don't think quite that much <laughs> I ge- like genuinely there's one uh, this is like uh, there's one of my high school teachers that we just like hated each other and I still think about it like the way we would just like I'd purposely not do homework I would just like wind him up and stuff and it's weird that like I guess I don't want validation from him but like it's weird that that person still pops into my brain and I'm pushing yeah well i am 30 i was gonna say i'm pushing like 31 but i mean like i can relate a little bit to it but i think obviously it's affected him like obviously oh it's, deeply it's, it's, it's deeply deeply affected deeply. him and he's scarred by it and that's that, that's probably the reason why he's like he is and you know that probably oh, saying it it's probably it similar for marsh as well i would assume like she's obviously got some demons in the past that that's, that's uh, even even to, rita the fact that she was what a miss so she was trying to be Miss World or something. Uh, I think I can't remember what you said. Yeah, she was a Miss model New or York yeah, or something. Yeah. And, and she she failed at that. And and then Rupert uses that as fuel. Oh, yeah. He's such yeah. he's so vindictive. But he, like, the whole thing with Rupert didn't. I don't think Rupert cared about Rita at all. No, I don't he think just wanted, so. he wanted to queen. show everyone that he, he had queen. this pretty girl on his, yeah, on his arm. Yeah, like, yeah. that was all that he didn't care about. It, that's the thing. I don't think he cared about Jerry Langford. I think he, it was just a way of getting on TV and being yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I don't think it's it, anything yeah. about like. Yeah, I don't think they actually liked. I, th- I, th- I don't think he liked Jerry Lanford at all. I think it, it was just wanting to become a famous celebrity. If he cared, if he cared about him, he wouldn't have kidnapped <laughs> yes, him. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, how did you guys feel about the ending of the film? So obviously, he kidnaps Jerry Lanford. Somehow managed. Do you think that would actually happen? Do you think they would actually in allow nine him on, days? No. Do you think they'd actually I, allow him onto the no, TV and stuff? That wouldn't happen. I was kind of thinking like this is like an Argo sort of thing. Like this is so bizarre. It's yeah. got to be like true. So I, after the film finished, I was <laughs> I it. was like googling it. I was yeah. like, did this is, did this actually happen? Yeah, that would be classic. Google yeah, uh, is it real? Yeah, I went I went to look at the story of the film. I was like, no, it's just a story. Yeah, but 
Yeah. I think it probably would. I think it probably would. It, I mean, the, you know, that is is it the producer or the the showrunner or whatever was like, like I'm not willing to risk a man's life. Like, yeah. fifteen minutes of time, man's life. They're not the same or yeah. whatever. And I was like, that's a fair point, but like, I can genuinely see our government being like the FBI, being like, nope. Well, do you remember um, with the the TV show we watched recently, which was the about Ted Kaczynski, the uh, Unabomber. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That basically was the same sort of thing, wasn't it? They they agreed to publish oh, his yeah, manifesto, his, his manifesto, yeah, so that he would stop bombing people. Oh, so they, so I guess so they I would. So I think yeah. that, that probably would. I don't think th- that'll happen anymore. No, no anymore. Like, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, it doesn't need to happen anymore because people can just go on Facebook Live or on YouTube and <laughs> yeah. stream it. Can't that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. they don't, you don't need to now get onto primetime TV to do that. Um, Put it on Twitter. Hashtag. How? How? So the film's ending. So Rupert gets on stage, does his comedy routine. Mm. Everyone likes it. He goes to the bar and shows Rita. Yeah. His 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 performance, um, and then he gets arrested. Obviously, and yeah. he says he goes to jail. After that, supposedly he writes a book. About his, his memoirs of him him being the king of comedy, and then he gets his own show. I'm I'm curious. Do you guys think that that actually happened, or do you it's, think it's in his own head? I love. I like when films do this. So you know, it's the same with like Inception. It's like, was it a dream? Was it not? Like, it's like. I don't think it was reality. I think it's in his head. Mm. Because it's like he gets out after two years and da 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 and it's sort of like, did he though? Did he get out after two years? I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I agree. I lean, I tend to lean onto the fact that I think he probably did do, he probably did get his own TV show because I just look at, I look at what the film's trying to say about celebrity culture and about the media yeah, and stuff. It's like social commentary on yeah, American TV. I think... Yeah, I think he probably they probably would have given him a shot. He would have become famous because he was on TV and also a kidnapper. I, 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 yeah, I think he probably did get the show. But I, again, I liked that it was a bit open ended and you weren't mm. quite sure. And it's all because I think the first time I watched it, I just was like, oh, right, he got he got on a t- he got a TV show. That's crazy. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, hang on a sec. Actually, is it is it all is it all in his head or is it is it actually did it actually really happen? Should we just sum this up now for each of us and do our, our own little uh, reviews? Yeah, I definitely didn't write one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can like, I can sort of say how I felt. Yeah. Seen it, seen it twice. I thought it was okay. Um, it had some really funny moments in it. Um, I'm excited to see its influence on the Joker. But in terms of like Scorsese's work, um, it wasn't up there with one of my favorites. I thought again, like. Um, De Niro did like such a good all the characters did such a good job but it's just I don't know I just wasn't as into it you know maybe maybe it's because my brain's somewhere else I don't know like whatever but mm. yeah I thought it was okay it was okay I wouldn't I, don't, I have no desire to watch it again Fair enough. Um, so first time watching it this time so I enjoyed the film Um I wouldn't class it as a comedy. I wouldn't class it as, um, you know, well, a complete comedy or, you know, a drama. It's kind of a blurred kind of film, really. It's not got a a genre it leans heavily towards. Um, I I prefer to kind of know what a film's about. 
but you know it's perfectly watchable it's, it had quite an interesting <laughs> social commentary mm. it kind of reminded me quite a bit of network uh the one where it's like we're not doing this anymore the tv host who like gets fed up oh i haven't seen that yeah it's um i might review it one time but it's you know similar era yeah. and it's kind of it, it says something about society and although it's you know quite an interesting watch it's maybe not one i'd watch again but i definitely recommend for people to give it a go i think it's um you know it's got something to say and it's you know it's worth worth the hour 45 minutes and even just to as a pg film to to watch a, a film like that which um stays within the realms of pg is quite interesting as well just from a certification point of view uh, sounds quite Pretentious of me, but there we go. <laughs> sounds just sounds like you're an old man. Yeah, I've rambled quite a bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Just I mean the PG thing. The rest, like, like the rest, I like totally agree with you. I just find it more okay mm. than like. But yeah, it should, I wouldn't. Oh, would I recommend it? I don't know. It, you'd recommend it to somebody who's yeah, into that sort of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like oh. I know. You know what film you should watch next? Can you comment? Actually, you know what, though? I would recommend it to this current, like, company. Mm. I would be like, oh, this would be an interesting one to watch, guys. For, for me, it, I, I would recommend it to people who are into films, but pretty much because I never heard... It's a Scorsese film with Robert De Niro. I never heard of it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, I was surprised I never heard of it. For me, I love some of the scenes, and I love Robert De Niro, and I love... Rupert Pupkin more mm. than I love the film as a whole. Mm. I think there's some amazing scenes. Yeah, I think I'm right there with just you. Like, just like rewatching it again, the summer house scene is just perfect. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's so good. It reminds me definitely a lot of um, the original UK Office as well, in terms of like that awkwardness in the comedy, yeah. where you sort of can't look at it because it's so cringeworthy, but also is like really funny, um, but also sort of sad as well at the same time. I mean, I was rooting for Rupert, even though he's psychotic and crazy. Um, I did want him to make the right decisions, but he just kept on making the wrong decisions the whole time. I liked some of the stuff it was trying to tell, to talk about with the TV media and the celebrity culture. I think it's quite ahead of its time, really. Um, it definitely predicted a lot of the stuff that's happened in the last like, 10, 15 years. Um, I think for me... Again, I've I've seen quite a few Robert De Niro movies, but I think for me this is probably my favorite one. He's like favorite uh, film I've seen or favorite character I've seen him act. I think he's mm. probably his best like acting film. What? Stop. What? Taxi. That's yeah. I, no, I prefer the I prefer his I prefer Rupert Pupkin to, oh. to Travis ba uh, Travis. Oh. What's his name? Travis. Pin. Uh, I, can't I can't remember his name, but. Isn't it? I'm sure it's Baker or Beaker. Oh, he's so good. I I much prefer Rupert Pupkin, and I much think I think it's it's Robert De Niro playing totally against what he normally plays. Usually, he plays the the hard guy in most stuff, and in this film, he's just playing this puny, socially awkward, like odd guy. And I I really liked it. Um, but as a whole. For a movie, it's hard to recommend a lot to people because it is 
not particularly a likable like it's not a lot of likable characters in mm. it. I just I like how awkward he is and I like some of the scenes and and and, and elements of that but he's not a very likable character. Mm. Um so as a whole I think yeah you're probably on the money there you two with like it's okay and there's some really good parts but um I think it's definitely worth watching if you if you're into films and and have you know it's not something that a lot of people have seen. I think, like, just what, one of the things, like, when all the characters in the film say Rupert Pupkin, it's yeah. such a satisfying yes, isn't it? sound. It's like cinnamon in your ears. Yes. <laughs> like... I, I think, like I said at the start of this of this podcast, that um, the, the writer of the, of the movie got a BAFTA for it. I think it's really well written. The dialogue is, like, great. And, like, the, the, where the story goes is really good. Like, and I wasn't ever quite sure what was going to happen next mm. or where we were going to go. Um, I just thought it was really, really well well thought of and well created. Um, but, in, but in terms of like, you know, all the Martin Scorsese films, obviously there's better films out there. Mm. I just, I just love, I just, I just really like this film. I just, I just, you know, it's one of those films that you know it isn't, it isn't amazing, but you just kind of love it because it's just like satisfying to watch and fun. I just like, really like what we're watching. It's a really scenes. different it's like really different to any film I've seen recently. Anyway, getting back to uh, to the main part of the, the the best bit of the episode, I think best bit of the podcast. Where we get so, to crap on Bird Box. Well, well, Johnny, do you want to just give us a rundown of our current leaderboard? Right. So, start so from start from the top. Or start from the bottom. Nah, start from the bottom. So the bottom, worst film. Unfortunately, Bird Box is still there. Then we've got North by Northwest at number five. <laughs> Flipstick. Uh, number four is Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Number three is Ghost Story. Number two is You're Never Really Here. Number one is Fifth Element. No. Okay, can we just say it probably this film goes what second? Second. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, no, I'm joking, right. I'm well, why, yeah, I'm actually right. going to push that. Yeah, well, okay. Just right. So, what is your honest opinion? Do you think where should it sit here? I think three. Ooh, wow, that's that's high up from Johnny. Uh, we I was going to say, Ant. I was going to say, definitely above North by Northwest. Yeah. Um, Better than Meal and Dying Girl. I enjoyed mm. some of the scenes more. Yes. Yeah. So I'd say above that. What's after that? Ghost Story. No, not above Ghost Story. I'd say above me and Daniel. So you're putting it at number four. Yeah, number four. Aaron? Five for me. Five? You're Just putting it below me box. and Earl and Daniel. Yeah, I mean... I just would rather watch me, Earl and, the dying, nope. me and Earl and the Dying Girl nope, over nope, this. Nope, nope, nope. It, that's all it comes down to. It's not... I don't particularly think one's a better film than the other. I just... I don't... And won't watch this again. Whereas I know at some point in the future I probably will watch me and Earl the Dying Girl. But you, but Why? You, you wouldn't watch Ghost Story again, would you? No, but you guys beat me on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the nature of the of the list, isn't it? Like John Johnny would sorry Johnny would watch Bird Box over and over and over again, and yeah. I'd rather chop off my own foot. Johnny, how about you? Where do you think it comes? I think I think number three because I think it's better than Ghost Story. Oh my gosh! Nah, it's not better than Ghost Story. I think it's better than Ghost Story. Like nah. no, I mean just like for style of film, like I just kind of you know even though it's not really hard leaning into any style, like, I just 
I enjoyed watching it more than Ghost Story. Yeah, he is right. He is right. I mean, this is funny because it's my film, so I should be pushing it to be higher. But I, to me, Ghost Story is really special, and and this film is also pumpkin. Also pumpkin. Yeah, I love how you keep getting it wrong. I love how you keep getting it wrong and then you try to get it right. Pupkin. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's an amazing character. Rupert Pupkin? I don't know. I can't. I would say say Ghost Story is above it. I mean, I'm happy as long as it's above me and the dying girl. (laughs) (laughs) That needs to be pushed lower and lower. Johnny has it out for that, doesn't he? As long as any film, as long as it gets higher than me and the dying girl. We need to keep picking those sort of films. I know, right. Juno next, yeah? Yeah. Let's <laughs> pick Juno. Why? What's wrong with Juno? Well, pick something else. So, right. Well, right. Is it better than Bird Box? Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yes, Johnny. I mean. Is. Come on. I mean, Bird Box is in its rightful place, really. <laughs> <laughs> Bird Box it needs to be further up, but. According yeah, what, to this list, it's yeah, better than Bird yeah, Box because yeah. it's better than Meal and the Dying Girl, and I don't know how that's got ahead of it. But because <laughs> it's a better film, I don't understand. Like, it's not. It's not it's a better film. Right. So just yes. All right. So is it better than North by Northwest? No, but I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's way better. Than yeah. Johnny just has a protest in film. <laughs> I think it, for me, I think it's better than Meal and the Dying Girl. Yeah, it's better than Meal. For hundred percent, it's uh, better than Meal and the Dying Girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think that's where it lands because I think push it any further. <laughs> Not that you like stopping it there. No, like, I think I'm, nah, I don't want to talk about Ghost Story. Should, <laughs> I don't want to talk about yeah, right. Ghost Story. Is it better than Ghost Story? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, well, the two of us, so it's going above that. <laughs> no, Ghost Story is really good. <laughs> uh, it. Mm. Fine. It is. Okay, no, fine. it's all right. It's not right. fine. Put my movie higher up. Than yeah. The, oh. I mean, okay. Fine. Busy better than you were never really here. Oh no. Yes. No. I don't. I don't think it is. I would put them well, side by side. Actually, very we different. Can't films, so, you can't do side by so side. Different. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the nature of the list. Um, let me think about it. Let me just recap in my brain because mm, they're all quite different. Felt like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is where it's starting to become quite tricky because you're comparing completely different films. <laughs> yeah, that's so good though. <laughs> like, where would you ever compare like um, a King of Comedy and Bird Box? Like, when would they ever fit? Like, they wouldn't be. They would never come up together because it it because it always feels like the last film that we watched is like kind of fresh, apart from. Yeah. North by Northwest. Like, it's kind of gone like every new film that we've watched has got the highest Do you know, like, spot. Ge- like, genuinely, like, I was trying to think of, like, because I was thinking about whose pick, and I was like, is it my pick next? It's like, no, Johnny hasn't done one. And now we're talking about North by Northwest. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We watched that film, and I just, like, <laughs> don't remember watching it whatsoever. If you watched it in work over three sessions yeah, on your true. phone. Uh, yes, and I'm happy to be judged. That's Actually, true. and can we have an update? How did you watch uh, King of Comedy? Uh, I watched it on my shiny new iPad Pro. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah. Can I just say something? 
I was driving back from the Lake District with as with some you friends. You should not have been watching that whilst driving. Somebody in the back of the car was watching Casino on their <laughs> phone, <laughs> and they'd never seen it before. What? <laughs> I was just like, "What? Oh, You're making a massive mistake here." Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? And like having mid combat people uh, chatting away uh, to them. No, they had headphones in, and then. Like, obviously, because Casino is longer than the drive back from the Lake District, yeah, I was like, film. do you wish you watched that on TV? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Um, yeah. It's going to be third, isn't it? It's going to be third. I'm happy with it being third. I am happy. I mean, it's not Wait. better than Fifth Element. No, it's not. It's not better than Fifth Element. And... It's like, different to you and never really here. Yeah, but it is. is it better than you and never really here? Uh, like, I'm just trying to think of like the characters, the two characters that I'm like. I think Rupert is a more interesting character than um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character. Yeah. And the film you, is basically ever, him. Are you ever going to forget a name though? Rupert Pupkin. It's such a good name. Yeah, Rupert you're Pupkin. never going to forget it. Like, I just think like if you're, if I'm if I'm just looking at. If I'm just looking at King of Comedy as just like, okay, the bits about the film that I just weren't bothered about, the the thing that it sent us around is Rupert, and he was really flipping good. Yeah. Like he was really good. So so the I, I know this I'm is my film this. and I should be trying to get it higher. But I will just wanna I just wanna remind you guys that Aaron said it was okay. Yeah, exactly. That's and, why I'm saying and I can't believe said I'm saying he didn't this. like the film halfway through he didn't like it. And yeah. then, and then he, it's it flicked on for him and he enjoyed it. So I would not be... That's how much I didn't like some of these other films okay. that we've watched. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I I think it probably lands somewhere... It's got to be three. Above or below, you and everybody here. No. I below think it. three. I think three. Three. Three? Three. Okay. I'm I can live. Down. I yeah. can live with three. I, I can live with three. Okay, cool. Because then it pushes a ghost story down. <laughs> awesome. Just keep thinking. Just keep thinking about that guy in that stupid conversation <laughs> about the world. I it shouldn't annoy me, but it really does. It really just. Oh. So who's whose choice is next week's film? I think it's, I think it's me. I think it's. I have been sitting on one for a while. So okay. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to that mm-hmm. next time. What are, what's gonna be? Is it gonna be another sci-fi action film? I guess you'll find out. Yeah. Next next time. time.